It is Wednesday, June 26th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. As Grant and Wilkesbury comes into today, a homestand which features three games over two days against the Buffalo Bisons, having gotten swept their last two days against the Rochester Red Wings. Back-to-back games where Rochester scored go-ahead runs in the bottom of the eighth inning, their final at-bats. So for Scranton Wilkes-Barre, they're looking to turn the page here today, including coming off of a real tough one to swallow yesterday, a game where they carried a 9-9 tie into the bottom of the eighth inning before Rochester with a run to win 10-9. The scoring began for Rochester in the bottom of the second inning. RBI double Tomas Talese. It played a Jalen Davis, who we will talk about plenty and who we are plenty sick of talking about over the last two days. Certainly scranton Wilkesbury pitching is sick of them. And Rochester had a one nothing lead. scranton Wilkesbury though, sent leadoff man Trey Ambergy to the plate to begin the top of the third inning. Crush a go-ahead two-run double. 3-1 to Ambergy. He swings and laces one up the left center gap. The outfielders look up. This ball's gone. That's got to be even more satisfying for Trey Ambergy than his double yesterday. It's a game-tying hallmark here in the top of the third and we're knotted 1-1. All told, 430 feet off the bat of Ambergie on a day where the wind was blowing out, just galing out to left field. And the Rail Riders tied it. They added two more runs, and so it was 3-1 scranton Wilkesbury to the bottom of the third. But that guy, Jalen Davis, comes up again with two outs, bases loaded, and Davis was the one who had the game-winning home run in the eighth inning on Monday. Three-run home run. Well, Davis... Grand slam in the third inning yesterday, 5-3. Rochester went from down a pair. They're up two runs going into the fourth inning. Tyro Estrada got the Rail Riders back to within a run with a solo home run, his fourth of the year. But Rochester, RBI double, Lamont Wade Jr., and the Red Wings had a 6-4 lead. They extended the lead with two more runs in the fifth inning. Jalen Davis again, who in a span of four at-bats over two days, went three-run homer, double, Grand Slam, two-run home run. And that gave Rochester an 8-4 lead. They added a run in the sixth on a leadoff home run for Lamont Wade Jr. And scranton Wilkesbury faced a five-run deficit. But trailing 9-4 going into the seventh inning, the inning began with a hit-by-pitch for Trey Ambergie. After a pop-out, Mike Ford singled. Bravik Valera singled, which brought home Ambergie. And the next man up, with two aboard and one away, was Tyler Wade. Here's the 1-1 pitch, breaking ball, swing line drive, right center field, up the gap, this one's down. It's cut off on the backhand momentarily, it kicks away from Davis. Wade gets to second, he runs himself past second, the run comes home, and now Wade, in the rundown, is tagged out. Two runs score, as Bravik Valera didn't initially come home. Wade just too much speed as he saw that ball get away, and runs the Rail Riders into and out. They trail 9-7, and the bases are empty with two away. Rail Riders added one more run in the inning on an RBI double by Clint Frazier, scoring Kyle Higashioka, and a four-run frame brought scranton Wilkesbury back to within a run. In the top of the eighth inning, two outs, nobody on, but then an infield single for Billy Burns, and that brought up Mike Ford. Eads comes set. Burns starts, stops, and Ford launches it out towards left center field. Going towards the gap, Wade, this is gone. No, they'll call it in play. Burns will score Ford at second. That looked like it was off the top of the wall and should be a two-run homer. 
The umpires stuck with their guns, and credit to them, the replay sure showed that the ball was inches away from getting out. It hit the top of the wall and bounced back into the field of play. Scranton Wilkesbury tied it at nine. But then bottom eight, Rochester gets a go-ahead game-winning RBI single from Xander Wheel, and though Logan Morrison doubled to put the tying run in scoring position with two outs in the ninth inning, a ground out by Tyro Estrada ended the game. Game that took three hours, 17 minutes to complete before a nice afternoon crowd up in Rochester of 6,362 fans. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to chat with one of the hottest hitters, not just on the Rail Riders, not just in the International League, but in all of minor league baseball. Logan Morrison did not homer yesterday. That snapped a stretch of four straight games with a home run, a streak that matched the franchise record only the third time in 30 years of Scranton-Wilkesbury baseball has a player homered in four straight games. And so we begin by asking a guy who is in his first season in the Yankees organization what it is that jumps out to him about being a Yankee. Welcome back inside the Scranton-Wilkesbury Rail Riders pregame show. Adam Giardino alongside... First baseman, D.H. Logan Morrison. It's your first year in the Yankees organization, and I think we touched base with you pretty early on, but now that you've been with the organization for a couple of months, you've been to a few different organizations. What stuck out to you about the way that the Yankees do things? They have a lot of support staff, a lot of things to help you, you know, analytically on and off the field. But I think more than anything, the thing I've taken away is just the guys, the the team that's here. It's a good, good group of guys and, you know, easy to feel comfortable here. Brad Miller is a guy that you had been comfortable with your whole career. He's come and gone. I guess who else has replaced him in your mind? Who have you kind of latched on to with this team? A bunch of guys, really, between uh, McBroom and Ford and Tyler Wade and having Frazier come down now. Just a bunch of guys to talk to all the time, try to talk to everybody. And whether it's about baseball, whether it's just about, you know, stuff off the field, joking around, whatever it may be. Ryan McBroom, Mike Ford, Logan Morrison, the trio of first basemen at this point in the season. A week or so ago, you guys were on the field during BP, and Ryan McBroom, I think, was trying to impress everybody with his curveball. You were in the box. You were, you were the one that was being one of those judges. Mike Ford was the catcher. You were in the box. How would you grade uh, Ryan McBroom's curveball? Uh, well, let's just say he has no future on the mound. Uh, <laughs> he should stick to hitting. Logan Morrison, our guest here on the pregame show. You talk about the teammates, but hitting coach Phil Plantier in the couple of months that you two have worked together, what's that been, that relationship been like? Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, you know, I think he does a great job of giving you what you need, um, not everything at once, keeps things in perspective for you. And, you know, baseball is a game of failure, and, and he's very positive with not only myself but with everybody and, and keeps you looking forward to the next one to the next pitch next at bat whatever it may be and you know he does give you things here and there to help you with certain pitches but for the most part you know we're all here because we can hit and uh we just need a little help a little tutelage along the way of late you've been hitting the ball pretty well and the numbers are speaking for themselves but has this felt like a long time coming for you to have a, a stretch like this where you're where you're seeing the ball and hitting the ball this well well, you always want to be doing what I'm doing now. You feel like you know you're you're not far off when you're when you're um, going through stuff, and sometimes you feel like you're really far off when you're going through a slump and whatever. Um, you know, when I first got here, it was just a matter of getting some at bats under my belt and some timing, slowing the game down, all those kind of things. And I think my first 30, 40 at bats weren't very good, but since then I've been on the uptick and uh, look forward to keep going. 
when you went up to bat against the Durham Bulls, you looked out and there was a four-man outfield against you. Is that something that you had ever faced in your career before? Yeah, a couple of times. The Astros have done it to me. I, I take it as a respect thing where I'm not going to hit ground balls. I'm going to drive the ball in the air, and they're going to try to do everything they can to get me out. And if that's one way they got to do it, that's one way they got to do it. But my plan is to hit hard enough where if they have five guys out there, it doesn't matter. It's either going to go over their head or over the fence. With that shift on in the outfield, that alignment, there are often times that you have three infielders on the right side of the diamond, but you're somebody that, from what we've seen, can go the other way. So when you see that infield shift or the outfield alignment, do you do you think, okay, maybe this is one where I'm going to start to look outside on the plate to, to go the other way? You know, I think for me, I, I, unless it's a pitcher that I know a certain way he's going to work me, that's what it's all based off of. If, if the guy's got good stuff to where or he, his strength is to pitch me away, I'm going to look away. If he's got um, the strengths where he's got a good cutter or something, he's going to pitch me, I'm going to look in. But the plan is still to get it over the infielder's heads and definitely the, out, or, and definitely the infielder's heads and definitely the outfielder's heads. So. Logan Morrison, our guest here on the pregame show, and as you're hitting the ball really well, I think from a personal perspective, it probably couldn't align any better for you and what the next week plus looks like for you. We've seen different guys and Drew Hutchison taking off out claws, and we certainly know something like that's on the horizon. How does this really all work for for you? I think this is something probably a little new to you as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, just being in AAA, I haven't been down here since 2009, so you know a lot of this stuff's new but at the end of the day it's all that stuff isn't going to do anything but negatively affect me if I think about it or spend time on it so I've just been focused on what the pitcher's trying to do to me and have a plan at the plate to attack him and you know at the end of the day help the team win uh go from there I mean this is a team that's 15 games above 500 and just the wins seem to be especially fun late come from behind type victories does this team have a different vibe uh i think than than perhaps some other teams you've been on oh absolutely yeah you know no matter what level you're at the ultimate goal is to win and i think winning makes it a lot easier to come to the park every day we expect to win we know we're going to win if we lose one we know we're going to go on a streak and win five we're too talented we're too good both offensively and on the mound. So if we can pick it and play defense, we're going to give ourselves a good chance to win a baseball game. Logan Morrison's been our guest here on the pregame show. We've got starting lineups next on NEPA Sports Radio, the game. Big thanks to Logan for being our pregame guest and a big thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. You can catch all the action tonight with Adam Marco and me as the Rail Riders return home to take on the Buffalo Bisons, a team that sits closest to Scranton Wilkesbury in the IL North Division. They're five games back, and with three games over two days coming up, Scranton Wilkesbury, well, their lead could grow to eight, their lead could shrink to two. A couple of big days worth of baseball coming up here in Northeast Pennsylvania. Pre-game coverage begins at 6:35 with Adam Marco and me on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.